Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve sallallahu ve barak ala aşrafil anbiya ve sallin nebiyyine Muhammed ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sallama taslima kathira. Ama ba'd. Elhamdülillah. In our previous lesson, bifadillahi ta'ala, we completed the first chapter from these chapters of Uddat al-Fiqh, which was the chapter pertaining to the Tuhara. The chapter pertaining to the Tuhara. And very quickly, why did we mention that in the majority of the books of Fiqh, or Ahkab, you find that the Kitab al Tuhara is the first chapter mentioned? There was different, a lot of different societies regarding it, and what else? And that you need to be in a state of Tahara to do a lot of the acts of worship. Specifically what though? Salah. The Salah. So Tahara is from the conditions of the Salah. Now, so to be in a state of purity is from the conditions of, conditions of the Salah. And so this is why you find that Tahara is mentioned before the Salah, because the Tahara is a prerequisite for the Salah itself. And a condition for the Salah itself. However, as for uh, the, the difference between the Tahara and, other, and the other conditions is that with Tahara, you find that there are many Masail that are surrounding it, many different issues that surround it, as we, dis- as we discussed, whether that be the issues regarding the wudu, or how the wudu is done, or what breaks the wudu, or what is water, what is considered to be uh, pure water to use, or... Tayyabum uh, or Ghusl, all, all these different Masai, all pertaining to Tahara, all pertaining to being in the state of purity, which then allows you to purify yourself for the Salah. And so, Yabil Izzab, generally speaking, after uh, going through Kitab al Tahara, then the, the chapter which follows that is Kitab al Salah. Now, that is fairly what is the, chap- is the chapter which follows in the book. However, due to the fact that we are fast approaching the month of Ramadan and no doubt the fasting will occur in Ramadan and fasting like any other action of Ibadah has ahkam surrounding it. And so after uh, some contemplation and deliberation I saw in Allah Ta'ala's best that it may be fit that we go on to Kitab al-Siyam directly before continuing with Kitab al-Salah. So we'll, go, we'll continue with the same book. <coughs> However, we'll go on to Kitab al-Siyam, right, the book of fasting. As we mentioned, like anything in terms of Ibadah, it's very important that we are well aware of the rulings of, that, of the action of Ibadah, how to perform it. Because anything that is done, any action is done, has to be done upon basira, has to be done upon sure knowledge. And the affair of siyam, the affair of fast is no different. So ha- with that we have the Kitab of siyam, the book of fasting, and the author mentions in the Qudam Rahimahullah, he mentions Kitab of siyam. And he mentions, وَيَجِبُ siyam Ramadan عَلَى كُلِّ مُسْلِمْ بَالِكْ عَاقِلْ قَادِرْ عَلَى سَوْمْ وَيُؤْمَرُ بِالصَّبِيءِ إِذَا أَطَاقُهُ وَيَجَبُ بِأَحَدِ الثَّلَاثَةِ أَشْيَاءِ Now, so before that, the siyam. Like anything, it's important to 
when we look at a new affair, to discuss it from the f the first thing, which is what? It's meaning now. Its definition is tarif. And so, siyam lugatan barakalafikum. As siyam lugatan linguistically, siyam is an imsak, meaning imsak. It means to withhold. So siyam linguistically means to withhold from something, not necessarily food and drink, but to withhold and to abstain from something. An example of that is the siyam of Maryam. And the siyam of Maryam in which she withheld from what? Speaking. Withheld from speaking. And that was referred to as a siyam. So this is general imsak, and you withhold it. As for the definition of a siyam, <coughs> yani the siyam shar'al, the sharia, there is an imsak, and the muftirat, yani al-kabira, wa in a group of shops. So, uh, so the first thing mentioned here is that Siyam in terms of Sharia is mentioned with particular or some particular aspects. The first thing is that the person, the person when they're fasting Sharan, they withhold. Now they withhold this imsak So they withhold with the intention of the ibadah. So they withhold with the intention of the ibadah. So for example, if you have a person, and this happens, no doubt, this occurs, especially if maybe some of our lives that we live that we lead where we live busy lives, and you go the whole day without eating or drinking. Now could we now consider that to be a fast? I the person's majur. I is rewarded by way of that. No. Because what differentiates the fast, I the one the, that withholding from eating and drinking the Lugatan, I the Siyam Lugatan, from the Siyam Sharan, one differentiate one factor which differentiates that from that is the niyyah. I the person has to have the intention of fasting to Abu Dali is actually ibadah. That's the first thing. That's the first thing about the The second, as mentioned, so the first thing is imsak, withholding, with intention. The second thing mentioned is from the things that break the fast in the major capacity. I, the things that are called the, from the kabira. Right, that which breaks the fast in the major sense. Uh, what we understand from the things that break the fast in the major sense, that this means that it's an action that, if done, causes the person to nullify their fast. Meaning that if it's an obligatory fast, alayhi qadat, upon them is to make up that fast. And Ahlul Ilm 
one occasion from the Shekhar for Zali mentions in general this is something which if a person does it it may strengthen the body or weaken the body right, physically strengthen the body or weaken the body physically and these are from the things that break the fast so barakulofikum from the affairs that strengthen the body are the obvious which is eating and drinking so it strengthens the body by eating and drinking this is something which breaks the fast and nullifies the fast and as for the affairs that weaken the body then that refers to what Barakalafi What weakens the body? <coughs> Overbleed, possibly. Marital relations. Marital relations. So if you cause anything to enter the body from eating, drinking, the likes of that, that strengthens the body. If you cause something to exit the body, in this, in this case, many, then, or any action that causes that, yeah, you from seminal fluid and the likes of that then this weakens the body this is understood to weaken the body and so this also breaks the fast and nullifies the fast and so this is why Ahlul Ebele differentiate between the one that vomits because you have a person he will vomit due to two reasons in a voluntary manner or involuntary manner so a person, if he, if he vomits in a manner which is voluntary, so he does it deliberately, then he's broken the fast. Because he's caused himself, he's caused his body to become weakened. And he's, done, he's done something to cause his body to become weakened. Whilst if the person does an action, or he, or he vomits, and it's an involuntary action, so it's not a deliberate action, but he vomits, then, whilst his body may become weaker, it is not by way of his own action. It's not by way of his own action. Likewise, the same is true as well about eating and drinking. That if the person does so deliberately, then he is strengthened the body deliberately. And so that's broken the fast. Whilst if he has not done so deliberately, then this does not break the fast. How is it? How can it be understood that the person eats a drink but he doesn't do so deliberately? He's forgotten. He's gone throughout the day and he's forgotten that he is fasting and he, and he eats something. This is not a deliberate act of strengthening the body. But Allah to Allah knows best. So these are the examples of things that break the fast and nullify the fast in the major sense. As for in the minor sense, then what is that? The thing that nullify the fast in the minor sense. In a lesser sense. So it's something that now renders the reward that the person from the person's fast deficient. So it renders their reward deficient. So it does not nullify the fast, but it renders the reward of that fast lesser. And so this is understood from the hadith of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. 
وإيمان شمس من لم يدع قول زور وعمل به ليس لله الحاجز ولا يدع الطعام والشراب that whoever does not leave off full speech and acted upon it then Allah Ta'ala does not require for him to leave off his food and his drink i.e. if the person does not leave off full speech and acted upon it i.e. anything from Muharramat is acted upon full speech if the person does not leave this off then it's as if him leaving off his food and his drink i.e. by way of his fast is futile it's an action which does not carry as much benefit and so, the person withholds from anything which is from full speech, or actually from full speech, and from Muharramat, whilst fasting as well, Barakah Thereafter, he <coughs> mentions that he bin Tulu' al-Fajr al-Thani. So, bin Tulu' al-Fajr al-Thani, from the sunrise. Or from the, from the, 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 the break of dawn, rather. Now, to not fajr a thani, you have fed the first fajr and the, and the second fajr. The first? Fajr al-haqiqi. Fajr al-haqiqi a thani, no. What's the difference between the first and the second? Between the first and the second one? What's the difference between the first fajr and the second fajr? The first one's false. First one's false? No, that's, that's one very big difference. The second one's true. <laughs> <laughs> And the second one is true. Now, <laughs> tell you what other differences. The first one is a short temporary. The short, first one is what, sorry? Yeah, short temporary time. Short amount of time, okay. And the second one? A little bit, no. Something else, though. It's the first one when the light first appears. No. The first one is the first one. 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 The Something about the direction of the light. The, the first one is coming up vertically. The first one is? The light is coming up vertically. Vertical. So the, fajr, the, fajr, the first fajr, the light is vertical. So it's the false door, as they call it. And the fajr, the second fajr, which is the true dawn, the light is? Horizontal. Now, this is how you differentiate. Between the two. Now. Just one, uh, uh, just going back to Nia, um, if it is a continuous uh, fasting, some, for instance, someone is doing the uh, fasting. No. The wood service, fast day by day. Is it no. essentially just to mention Nia every day? Every, no. every time he uh, fasted? We'll come to that, inshallah, actually. No. You remind, I don't know, but it's good you remind me because I may want to come to that after, after you finish this, I'll come to that. Thank you. 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 Thank So the Fajr Thani is that where the light is horizontal. Now it's a horizontal. And then of course, then <coughs> thereafter it comes to get lighter and lighter throughout, uh, throughout the minutes and to the hours. Thank And then. 
finally it mentions to the Ghurub Shams until the sun sets. Now to the sunset. And so this is the definition of the fast in terms of the Sharia. It's the definition of the fast in terms of the Sharia. And so it's not just merely withholding and withholding from something, withholding from food and drink as mentioned. It's very important to differentiate that you withhold from particular actions as well as withhold from Muharramat as well. Now in order for the person to establish that their fast is one of Khay. Hence why Allah Ta'ala when he states, Ya Iwaladina Amanu, Kutiba Alaikum Siyabu Kaba Kutiba Alaladina bin Kabilikum, Lalakum Tatakun. He says, Oh you believe indeed the fast has been prescribed upon you, just has been prescribed upon those that come before you. So that you may attain by way of it taqwa. What we understand by way of that barakulafikum is that the taqwa is attained. The taqwa is attained by way of the person's fast. However, a person cannot attain taqwa unless they are performing the fast ala wajh sahih, They perform the fast in a manner which is correct and in a manner which is in accordance with the sharia. In a manner which is correct and in a manner which is in accordance with the sharia. So, going back now, as he mentioned, the affair of the deer. And it's something which is asked and mentioned regarding Ramadan. So the first thing we'll talk about is Ramadan. And the discussion is about when do you make the intention to fast. So is your intention one where you, you make the intention at the beginning of Ramadan and that suffices you for the 29 or 30 days of Ramadan? Or is it that you have to make the intention every night before you <coughs> fast every night before each fast every night before each fast yeah. difference of opinion between the scholars some say that it's sorry difference of opinion between the scholars this is opinion between the scholars that's for book what are you saying Allahu <laughs> Allahu Allahu but what 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 are the What's the aqwan? So some say that at the beginning of Ramadan, the, 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 the intention that you make is sufficient. At the beginning of Ramadan, intention is sufficient, okay. And then others say that every night you should make that uh, intention. Every night you should make the intention. To fast the next day. No. So, so you, you said every night? You're saying? On the fence. <laughs> you're on the fence? Every night. Just the beginning of Ramadan. Just the beginning of Ramadan? So you're saying the same. Just one year beginning of Ramadan, yeah. yeah for the whole month, yeah. Just one year beginning of Ramadan, okay. Any other takers? Yeah, have a jama'ah, we say that. What if you fall ill or something like that? Ah, okay. What if you fall ill? Anyone else? So, essentially, it is somewhere between the two. And what Robert Zola Khaira I mean mentioned is is a lot of a lot a lot of time it was best by the closest to the hand. That the reality is is that when you make the intention, once you know Ramadan is approaching, the reality is you're going to make the intention to fast the whole Ramadan. Now and this is the Kalam of Shaykh Fabi Rahimahullah. 
Shaykh Al-Firmini mentions, Rahimahullah, that when the person approaches Ramadan, he makes the intent to fast the whole month for Ramadan. So that intent is there. So it's not a case of Ramadan approaches and they, they make the intention of fasting this day but not that day, definitely. Now, they make the intention to fast the whole month for Ramadan. And so due to that, the fast is uh, sufficient. Or, or the first, the, the, sorry, the knee of the first, uh, the beginning of Ramadan suffices. Does that make sense? However, if for whatever reason they break that fast in the middle of the month, I to one of those days they do not fast. Yeah, and then of course we discuss it, we're referring to the one that does not fast due to other shari. So he has a legislated reason not to fast. Now there's a legislated reason not to fast. Then in this scenario, when he begins to fast again, then he must renew his attention at that point. Now, so if the person fasts throughout the whole month, then the knee at the beginning of the month is sufficient. However, if the person makes the if the person breaks the fast. Now, at any point during the month, that he has to renew that intention when resuming fasting again. Make sense? This is the, the collaboration for me. And the reason why individuals mention that the fast must be done, or the intention must be done before every night, is due to the mentioning of the realization after Salah. That the person makes the intention the night before the fast. Now, the realization after starvation is the mention of the or making the intention the night before the fast. However, we have another narration as well, in which it mentions that the Prophet inquired if there was tamar within the home, like something to eat within the home. And it was during the day. And on finding out that there was no food, he mentioned that. Due to that, as a result, I am fasting. You decide. I am fasting. How do you understand these two narrations, Jabal? Yeah, that's only for the optional fast. That's only for the optional fast. So only for the optional fast. <coughs> that's to do what? To make the knee the knee can be made during the day, and doesn't have to be made during the night. So for the optional fast. The person can make the niyyah during the day and does not need to make it during the night, the previous night. However, the obligatory fast, then the person must make that intention the night before, unless we're referring obviously to Ramadan, when he makes the intention before the, 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 the days of fasting. So, what is an example of the obligatory fast other than Ramadan, where a person would have to make the intention the night before? To recitate when it comes to Ramadan fast, before Ramadan, the light is sufficient. Now, make that intention. What other times would they have to make the intention the night before? What other obligatory fast? When you have to make up for something. When you have to make up fast. For what? Make up fast for? Ramadan. Yeah. Now, a Qadar. Just one example. So, we're making up a fast. We're making up the fast for the fast that you missed in Ramadan. Then. This is an obligatory fast. So if a person was to make up those fasts, he has to make the attention the night before. Another example? 
you took it off. I took it off too fast. If it takes it off too fast, it's, it's made it binds the place of obligation. It makes attention like before. Another example. The one last one. Kafar. Where he seeks to expiate something from previous. Maybe expiate an oath. Or any form of expiation. Then this is an obligation. And so, in this scenario, the intention is made the night before. So, so then going back to your question, you, your question was about... Uh, now, based upon that, based upon what is mentioned from the Adilla, that it wouldn't be ability for him to make that intention before. Now, in terms of uh, beginning of that fast. However, if he does so, Falabax. But he can make the intention during the day of each fast if he wanted to. so the the expression that the niya, the person can state the niya, or the person can have that intention. I mean, don't obviously we mentioned doesn't state it upon the tongue, now, and it's from the heart. Now, understand you know the voluntary fast. If you were to make an intention during the day, would you get the reward for the full day? Or yes, you get no, you get the reward for the full day because you you've, you've held you you fulfill that uh, that uh, condition of the fast sharing. Even if though, even though he hasn't intended to fast, maybe intended to fast at the beginning of that day, but you fulfilled it. No, Allahu Akbar. Start. Is that the same for you know the specific days that you mentioned just now? So, for example, Ashura or Arafah. Same. The same. No, it's voluntary, voluntary fast. Allahu Akbar. No. And so this is uh, the siyab shari. Another example of a siyab as well is the siyab of the siyasiyin. The siyab of the siyasi, yani political fasting. You don't know what, what that is referring to, political fasting. Is that like when a prisoner doesn't eat? Yeah, hunger strike, essentially. Now, a person goes on hunger strike. So they withhold from eating and drinking, and they withhold from this due to what they regard as being a cause which is a worthy cause. As to bring attention to the unworthy cause. Now, um, and Shaykh al Shaykh Obeid, he mentions in relation to such a, such a fast, then he says that Siyam al Siyasi, Laysa bin al Sharaf, Bel huwa bin Qatl al Nafs. So, this particular hunger strike, as it was referred to, is not from the Sharia, 
Rather, it's from the affair of cutting the bluffs, i.e. killing oneself. And <coughs> this is, uh, as, we read, as we mentioned, something which is upon, it's not for the Sharia, so the person, of course, he avoids that. Time. Then the Bukhadami mentions Rahimahullah that the Siyam of Ramadan is an obligation upon every Muslim, Balik, Aqil, Qadr, Asaw. And so the Siyam is an obligation upon the Muslim. So from the first conditions of fasting of the last Ramadan is that the person is Muslim. Naam. And so, some mention, they mention that the siyam is not an obligation upon the kafir. That the siyam is not an obligation upon the kafir. And some mention that it is an obligation upon the kafir. However, in order for the fast to be a fast which is correct, and majur, the only one which is a fast which is rewarded, then of course the person needs to be Muslim. And you find that sometimes you may find an individual, he's, uh, he's a kafir, and he may start fasting. You find this in people. Some say they say, oh, I've, got, I've got a Muslim friend at work. He says, I've got a Muslim friend at work, Muhammad, and I'm going to try and fast with him. <laughs> he does some fasting, so I want to see how it goes, and I'll do the fasting with him. So the reality is he could, he could do so, but he's not fulfilling that, reward, that, that act, uh, first condition, which is that he has to be Muslim. He has to be Muslim. However, whether the fast is an obligation upon him, then this is a different discussion altogether. And what do we say? Do we say it's an obligation or not? It is an obligation. It's an obligation for the Catholic to fast. Yeah, so I, I think I have that sense of those as well. So yes, I know. Yes. Okay. He's a kafir, yeah? <laughs> 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 but a lot of most of you said yes. Why? Like people in people starting the thing. Are Muslims you talking about? Non-Muslims. Non-Muslims. So the, the Muslims preach to the non-Muslims. The Muslims tell the non-Muslims. The Muslims tell the non-Muslims. Yeah, yeah, okay. You need to fast. Okay. Make you aware of what the people who are hungry feeling like, and that's in the wrong angle. That, that's obviously the wrong angle to come from. Oh, so it makes it, it, they tell them that the reason you should fast so that you can understand what it's like to be hungry. Yeah. 100%. And to starve. Yeah, and they come from no. that angle as well. And then the Muslim, the non-Muslim will fast for that reason. So, it's true, it's true that happens. But then would we say that it's obligatory for him to fast? No. Based upon that? Not based on that. Not based on that? There's an argument in there. Is there? Okay. You're asking me to tell me. That's what the ayah says, I believe. No. 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 No.
لا لا شكل البخل بالارقار الاسلام بالصيام اذا كان هو كافر يعني بيتعبد بالصيام لكن هو يعني شوف هنا هذه الصوره هو كافر لكن يصوم يصوم على وجه شرعي يعني يمسك من طلوع الفجر الثاني يفتر يعني بالغروب الشمس كفار يعني كافر يعني كافر قصدي صيام كفار يعني مثلا لا لا قصدي صيام رمضان مثلا طيب نعم بتروح الفجر الثاني غروب الشمس الى غروب الشمس ويقصد الصيام وهو يعرف هو رمضان وهو كافر كافر يعني هو يقول عن عن اللي اسمي جون اعتقد في حاله واحده ها؟ اعتقد في حاله واحده اذا كان بين المسلمين ولا يشعر انه ما يشعرش بالافطار فمضطر انه يصوم معه هو مضطر يعني؟ نعم فتقول يعني في في الحاله حاله يعني هو مضطر يعني فقط. فقط اذا كان مضطر يعني، اذا كان مثلا مسجون مثلا هو او هو وهو ساكن فيما بين المسلمين. مقيم بين المسلمين او مثلا مسجون عند المسلمين ومضطر انه يسمع يفطر ياكل معهم ويفطر معهم. ايوه. المهم هو 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 Or he's imprisoned, so he has to fast. He's living. He, he's imprisoned in the Muslim land, for example. But he's a kafir, now, and so he has to fast for that reason. But Mahmoud, you're saying he has to fast anyway. Yeah, I believe there's an ayah that. Now, what's the ayah? That's the Sakhar. So, this ayah in which the people. Of Jahannam are asked, and it's, and it's understood that these people Jahannam are the kufari and those that are mukhalidun fi dark. And they ask, what has caused you to enter the fire? And what has caused you to be from those inhabitants of Jahannam? And they say, what? Lam nukum minan? That we are, we are not from those established in Salah. So, from the reasons that they have entered the fire, and for that, the reason for their uh, punishment is because they have not performed the salah. Whilst they kufar though. So what we understand from that, and a lot of the time those best, and this is and I believe this is the strongest opinion, is that the kafir is upon upon the kafir is the the rest of these uh wajibats. So all the wajibats are upon the kafir. And so Whilst he's not performing his wajibat, is he is susceptible to being punished for that as well in the hereafter. And so, from his wajibat, no doubt, is the fast of Ramadan. So him not performing the fast of Ramadan can be a means of his punishment in, in the hereafter. However, when we're talking about the fast as a con- uh, or is Islam as a condition, we're talking about it as a condition for him to be rewarded for the fast. So these are two separate things. Him being rewarded for the fast is one thing, and him or him being uh, or the affair of the fast being obligatory upon him is another. So it's possible that it's obligatory upon him, but he's not rewarded for it because of his because of his kufr. I know that this is a, an indication as well of the evil hal and the hal which is غير محمود the hal which is مظلوم the I the lowly 
scenario of the kafir, where the kafir, upon him his actions and he's not performing his actions, and he may be susceptible for the punishment as to due to him leaving off these actions. Thereafter, he mentions as well after the Muslim that he's balif, that he is balif, so that the person is has reached puberty. Once the person to reach the age of puberty or reach the, 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 the stage of puberty, then this is when the person at that point uh, must begin to fast. It's obligatory for them to fast. Then you have the other condition, the person is aqil. That individual is aqil. Aqil meaning that they are not what? Insane. Now, they're not, they're not uh, afflicted by junood. Insanity. And Thereafter, as well, for the conditions, is the one that is Qadir and a soul. The one that has the ability to fast. Now, this is my next question. The one that is Qadir and a soul, then the one that has the ability to fast, there are two types. Now, or, the, or, or rather, should we say, the one that does not have the ability to fast of two types. They're the one that does not have the ability to fast, and this is something which is dying. It's something which is continuous. So they continuously do not have the ability to fast. Then you have the one that does not have the ability to fast, and it's mu'akkat. It's something which is uh, temporary, for a temporary period of time. So the first one is an example of who that doesn't have the ability to fast at all. No. Now, so the one that has an illness and it's an ongoing illness. Now, and it's not it's not expected that there's there's any cure for for that illness or that they're going to be cured for that illness at any point close by. Now, so we have the one that has a long long term illness, so what they refer to as chronic illness, and a chronic illness where it prevents them from fasting. Because some people may have a chronic illness, doesn't, but it doesn't prevent them from fasting. So it's not just the fact that they have a chronic illness as so that they don't ever fast. Now, rather it's a chronic illness, but that illness must be something that prevents them from fasting. So, what are examples of someone where they do not fast, but it's mu'akkat? It's something which is temporary. They're not, they're not able to fast, it's temporary. Traveller, no. But they're Qadr, but they're Qadr. So it's not really necessarily Traveller, Afro. Because they have the ability to fast. It's a Traveller. Short-term illness. Short-term illness. So if has a short-term illness, so then 
that prevents them from fasting. Short-term illness. Hype. Yeah, I need the menstruating woman. As we've discussed previously, when we were discussing the Kitab, uh, or the Bible Hid, the chapter referring to the menstruating woman, that she's prevented from fasting. Who else? Pregnant. The one that's pregnant. The pregnant woman as well, prevented from fasting. Who else? What happens after pregnancy? What happens before that? Postnatal bleeding now. So the postnatal bleeding, as Abu Shaib as well mentioned, you have the uh, breastfeeding as well, that this can prevent the woman from fasting. And this is something which is uh, temporary now. Thereafter, it mentions when Yu'mar bihi And the child is commanded to fast if they have the ability to do so. If it's within their ability to do so. And what's the hikmah with this? In order to command the child to fast? Now, tabira. As an action of getting them used to it. Now, so it gets them acquainted with the fasting as well and how the fasting is done. So this is why the child is uh, commanded to fast. Thereafter, it mentions وَيَجِبْ بِأَحَدِ ثَلَاثِ تَعْشِيَةِ Now, and then it is understood that there is an obligation with particular affairs, free affairs. And the first, in terms of establishing Ramadan, is that the person is is that the month of Sha'aban is completed. So the the month of Sha'aban is completed, and so due to that, due to that, then this is we understand that this is the beginning of the month of Ramadan, and when the month of Sha'aban is completed by how many days? 30 days. This is 30 days in Israel. The consensus in that regard. All the Ru'yat al-Hilal al-Ramadan. All that you see, the Hilal. So you see, it's by way of seeing the crescent, the moon for Ramadan. And so the person sees the moon for Ramadan. And this is by way of what? How how do people need to see the moon? The Hilal? Naked eye. Naked eye. How do you do? Three. Three? Two? One. One? One. <laughs> now, so we have three, we have two, we have a one. For the month of Ramadan. If you know the way, trustworthy. Uh-huh. If, it, 
if he's going to be trustworthy, if he's trustworthy one will suffice. One will suffice. Would you agree? Yeah. Now, it's one. So the shahada of one, trustworthy. So if it's one trustworthy individual, Sama Nas, be Now, and the proof of that is the narration found in Surah Nabi Dawud, where this narration of Ibn Umar, Radilaw Anhu, called ترى الناس الحلال فأخبرت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أني رأيته فصاب وعمر الناس بالصيام. So the people were seeking out the hilal, seeking out the present for Ramadan. And I informed the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم. I refer to who? Ibn Umar. So I before the message of Allah sallallahu that I saw the hilal. And so thus he, alayhi salatu <coughs> fasted himself and commanded the people to fast. So he fasted himself and commanded the people to fast. And so this is how likewise as well we established the fast for Ramadan, that the month of Ramadan has begun. So we have the shahada of one which is Adil. And thereafter, Ibn Khudama mentions, وَلَا يُفْتِنُوا إِلَّا بِشَهَادَةِ الْعَدْلِينَ And you do not break the fast except for the shahada, I the witness of two trustworthy individuals. I will break the fast referring to what? Eid now. But not, it's not referring to breaking the fast of the day because obviously we don't need the the witness for that. Why? As you suffice with the sunset. If it's on a day-to-day basis breaking the fast, you suffice with the sunset. But if we're talking about breaking the fast, i.e. the break of the fast of Ramadan, i.e. the Ramadan has come to an end and Eid has begun, then you need the Shahada of Adelaide. You need the shahada of two trustworthy people. Now, now, and then the proof for that is a hadith. Now, which a hadith found in Sunan Nasai. It's the hadith of Abdurrahman ibn Zayn ibn Khattab. And Ashab Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he said, Sumu li ru'yatihi, wa aftiru li ru'yatihi, fin ghumma alaykum fa akbilu thalafeen, fin shahida shahidani, dhawal adl, fasumu wa aftiru. And so, it's mentioned, uh, Abdurrahman ibn Zayd ibn Khattab mentions, they narrates from the companions of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that 
the message of Allah sallallahu said, fast based upon the one the, his viewing and someone's viewing it, and break the fast based upon it being viewed as well. And if it has not, it's not become clear to you in terms of the the ru'ya of the seeing the hilal. If it's not become clear to you and it's and it's something which has been hidden from you, then conclude or complete thirty days. And if two individuals, like two trustworthy individuals, view it, I view the hilal, then you fast or break the fast. I begin the fast of Ramadan or break the fast. And this is a hadith which is found in the Surah of Nisa'i's relationship. There's a quick point here as well about the narration. The narration mentions, it's a narration of Abdurrahman ibn Zayd ibn Khattab. Naam. Tabi. And he mentions that I narrated from some of the companions of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But he doesn't name them. So, would this not now represent a weakness within the narration? Because generally speaking, of course, in the Isnad, everyone has to be named. Is that true? No. You have to name everyone in order for this Islam to be a COVID Islam. Like anything. If I said to you, for example, there's this particular ruling, but I heard it from a man. Was it named him? Did it say who he was? Ibn Fulan, whoever. Just I heard it from a man. Then of course it would render that what I'm narrated to as having some form of weakness. But here, it's mentioning, it doesn't mention who he heard the narration from. So is this regarded as being a weakness in the narration? No, why? Because he mentions that I narrated it from a companion, from the companions. So as soon as he mentions that I narrated from companions, and he himself is trustworthy. So what he's mentioning is believed and understood. So if he's saying that he's narrated from a companion, we understand he's narrated from a companion. And because all of the companions are trustworthy, then the fact that they're not named does not harm the narration in any way, shape or form. Does that make sense? It doesn't make any it doesn't make it doesn't harm the narration or it doesn't it doesn't doesn't render any deficiency in the narration. Why? Because they're all companions. And they're all trustworthy rather. So, so within the narration here it mentions that mentions the, the witnessing of the of the Hilal by two individuals, two trustworthy individuals. So two trustworthy witnesses. And so we understand that this affair is concluded with that this affair is concluded with two trustworthy individuals in terms of breaking the fast so why is there a difference between the fast beginning of the fast of Ramadan which requires how many? one and ending the fast of Ramadan which requires how many? two why is there a difference between the two? That would indicate that it's two, but the hadith of Abdullah ibn Umar, that indicates that it's one. Now, so the hadith of 
Abdullah ibn Umar indicates that it's one. No. One for what? For the beginning of Ramadan. Now. And the one that you mentioned now. Indicates so, that it's two. Yeah, yeah. For what? For both, you say? So you would indicate that if it wasn't for the hadith of uh, Abdullah ibn Umar. No. So, exactly, so essentially, yes. That the Hadith of Ibn Umar mentions that the, the fast is uh, here with him, before the people of the fast, or the beginning of Ramadan, that was sufficient for the people to begin fasting. However, there's no narration that mentions that people stop fasting upon the call of one person. Rather, we, what we have is the mention here in this narration where you need two people. My question, though, is what, why? Why is it one for the beginning of Ramadan? And two for the end. Now. Now. They can be called a job. Shall upset with that. Upset. Job was it, did Sort of, it's more like I said to the rabbi, it's more, it's more simple than that, even. The default is that we should be fasting. No, the answer essentially is is that when you view the the hilal for the beginning of Ramadan, this is you entered into ibadah. So for the whole ibadah, there's less of a requirement. So there's less of a requirement for you to begin ibadah. Now the ibadah being the fast of Ramadan. As for you uh, leaving ibadah, I leave off the fast of Ramadan. Then there's more of a requirement. There's more that's required. So the first. Of the the viewing of the the hilal for beginning of Ramadan, that this is entered into ibadah, so there is less of a requirement. However, for you to break the fast, I begin Eid, I begin Shawwal, and end Ramadan, then you have left an ibadah, actual ibadah, left essentially a rukun. So there is a greater and a higher limit and a higher uh, requirement and requisite in order for you to. Stop, uh, stop the act of ibadah. That makes sense. And so hence, this is the distinction between the two. And Allah Ta'ala knows best. Abidillah, we'll conclude with that. Zakhullah khaira. Wa barakallahu fikum. Wa iyaakum shaykh, ayakallah. 
وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم So the question, the first question is about opening the food shop. Second one is working within that food shop. Yeah, in a normal situation. Okay, and I'll, I'll give you a third one as well, delivering food. <laughs> yeah. And then that my first one. Okay. So essentially, first and foremost, in order to understand and allow to have best of ruling upon those, all three of those questions, we'll have to go back to what we discussed about the what is the understanding of the fast and whether it's upon the kafir. I live the non-Muslim life. Is it upon the kafir? As we discussed the lesson, then for what's apparent, the fast is upon the kafir. It's, it's an obligation upon him. Right? And so if it's an obligation upon him, then you cannot be serving him food during the fasting time. Why? Because you're aiding him in actual and actual disobedience. So uh, you're aiding him whether you're opening the food place, whether you're serving the food, or whether you're delivering food to him. Mm. Now, and you're, so now, so you're aiding him in disobedience. So this is something where you shouldn't do, what you shouldn't do. For most apparent, that's the stronger opinion that in terms of it's upon them to fast. Now, it's an obligation upon them to fast, even though they could fast. Mm. If now we say that it's not an obligation upon them to fast, right, it's not upon them to fast, then you serving them food would not be an issue because it's not an obligation upon them. Now, and so what you're, what essentially you're saying is that if you was to work in these places, you'd have to make sure that you're not serving the Muslim because the Muslim, you're aiming to aid him specifically in disobedience. As a non-Muslim, you're aiding him in disobedience because it's not upon him to fast. However, as we mentioned, for what's apparent is that it is an obligation upon him to fast as well, even though he's a kafir. So because of that, you shouldn't engage in any of these things. And a lot of those best as well. The person should avoid this in order to be safe. Rather, safe rather than sorry, as they say. So to avoid this in order to, to, to take uh, a position of safety and uh, now in the, in the best way possible, inshallah. A lot of those best, a lot of those best. Yeah, <laughs> لا لا 
طيب وكان كان ياذن الفجر وبعد ربع ساعه صلاه الجماعه طيب وهو كان يشرب الماء يقول لان في حديث عن شغل بنك اكمل الميه يعني شربت الميه فاكملها هذا هو حال الاحوال هو اذن لدخول الوقت او اذن للاقامه يعني قبل الاقامه او اذن لانه في المسجد في بعض المساجد يؤذن قبل الصلاه بوقت معين يعني نصف ساعه مثلا المساجد احنا يكونوا نصف ساعه اقل يعني قبل رمضان هم يصلوا سبعه ولكن قبل يعني في رمضان يقوم نصف ساعه فرق بين الفرد والاخر والحديث مثلا. فهمت الان؟ قصدي فيها. والله فهمت بس بس ان ياخذ 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 وقت ساعه سته. طيب. ويصلوا سته ونص. طيب. يعني نصف ساعه اللي في مجال ولكن في رمضان ربع ساعه. ربع ساعه بين بين الاذان. وفي بعض الناس يعني بعض الناس ياكلوا في حتى يسمعوا الاذان في المسجد قصدك. طيب يعني بعدك سؤال لكن تريد ان ابين هذا العبر يعني نعم السؤال الوحد يعني الوقت المعين طيب هو الوقت اللي اذان في المسجد ولا في المكتوب على الورقه يعني كيف يعرف انه او كيف 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 يميز بين هذا وهذا نعم طيب الكويشن از هاو دو يو ديفرنشيت بين التايم والصلاه اي وين از التايم والصلاه سمتايمز يو فايند ذا Some of the masajid, the time of the salah is changed due to Ramadan. So what they may do is that they may uh, essentially make the time earlier. And it's something you, f- you find in the summertime specifically. I don't know if it happened here in Manchester. But in some of the masajid in London, they will be praying Salat al-Fajr at maybe 1.30 a.m., for example. So they pray Salat al-Fajr at 1.30 a.m. Just in Ramadan. Now, just in Ramadan. But essentially, Fajr is like 3 a.m. In, in the summer. But they'll take the Salat time for... And what they would, the way that they would see this is that so you can have more sleep. Now, however, you, first of all, you can't play with the Salat time. What the brothers mentioned as well is that what you may find is that sometimes the Salat, these uh, salat times are pushed back all the way back, even to the extent that they push back past the actual time of Fajr, so that they leave a short amount of time between the Adhan and the, actual, the Iqaba. So the Adhan is after yeah, the, uh, the dawn, whilst Fajr and whilst the start of the, the Iqaba is a few minutes after. So they, they make their tibana, what they what they base everything on is upon the salah. So, I was asking, how do we differentiate between I, when it's truly the time to break to to stop stop eating and begin the fast, and when what these calendars say? Oh, this obviously the 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 different the, the fact that it's so different and some of the signs are so different in this regard. Is even more of an emphasis that the people should seek out to the best of their ability the fajr with their own naked eye. Now, so they should seek it out with their own naked eye. This is the answer. Then they should look for the door break <coughs> and see the white thread as the beginning of fajr, their own selves. However, 
If you know that the timetable is provided by a masjid, and it's provided by a masjid which is a trustworthy, it's not just this masjid here, but Monica Salafi, Manchester, and it's provided by a masjid which is trustworthy, then that which they provide by way of the timetable is going to be based upon correct sightings and uh, approximate sightings. So you can use these things, but this, the person should never be reliant upon these things. They should always try to seek it out themselves. In absence of that, and maybe in absence of the ability to do so, or in absence of uh, or in their, their, their ability of their own selves to do so, or in absence of their ability to do so due to it not being clear, the sky's not being clear, which is very common here in Britain, then they can, they can go back to these timetables and use those timetables. But it has to be from places that are trustworthy and those who are trustworthy, not people that generally play games when it comes to the Salah time. And this is what you find in some of the messages as well. What are the three conditions for establishing Ramadan? The three. So I thought I really mentioned two. So the three, the, the, the third one is essentially similar to the first. But the three is that you complete 30 days of Shaban. Second is that you view, that you see the Hilal. How do you see the Hilal? One. one. And the third is that it's not, it's not clear. You haven't, you're not able to see the the, the, the Hilal. Oh. But then, of course, if you don't ever see the Hilal, then the pod used to complete the first days. But what about the Hadith? Uh, when you drink, if you hear the Adhan, you complete your drink. And it's the one in your mouth or just. Because some of the brothers used to, they, they used to have the bottle, they finish the bottle. I say, no, they already, the time is finished. No. You the, they say, no, they finish your bottle. What's the, what's the correct opinion that regards the last time? Because that which you have. In, in front of you in terms of that which you're drinking or you're, you're in, the, in the midst of drinking or eating but not something where you've got a big plate in front of you <laughs> and you say I'm going to finish this plate because it's from my, in front of you no it's what you're in the middle of eating whether you're in the middle of drinking it about to finish drinking it or you're, you have a, a mouthful of something then you can complete that and basically what is understood from this and Allah knows best is that it's not upon you to spit anything out due to the fact that you hear the other why Stas, uh, no. What you mentioned about the trustworthy persons. Yeah. What would what would constitute as a trustworthy person? And could we, for example, if somebody just came and we don't know who he is, and he says he's seen the the movie. No, because you have to know him, of course. You know the film to be trustworthy, you have to know them. Yeah. And that'd be upright indeed. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be uh trustworthy in Necessarily, but they know that they speak when they speak, they speak of truth, and that they that it's known that they're trustworthy in terms of they're able to, to, to identify what the halal looks like. Now, and so if someone came to you today and said, You know, I saw the halal of Ramadan, now then you know he doesn't know what he's talking about because we're still a shout, uh, a Rajah. Now, so so then if he came to you when it's closer to Ramadan now and he said, I saw it, he said, You're the same guy that came from came at Rajah. So we're not going to say that you're trustworthy. Now, however, if it's known that the person has uh, the ability and it's known that he has the ability to uh, differentiate between when this is this is what the he knows what the mood looks like, and he's trustworthy, known to be speak with in a truthful manner, then when he does speak, we accept his speech. Allah, that's uh, what we say is a trustworthy person. Allah, now. Sacco la
وبارك الله فيكم وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم واخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين